Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this, the latest Gunners Pub Live, Gunners Town Pub Live. Uh, I'm joined by Gav. Gav, you all right? How you doing, mate? I've had worse Sundays, mate. Come on, let's be honest. We've had worse <laughs> Sundays. <haven't we? laughs> now, this is obviously the Gunners Town post-match pub, and given that Bojo told us that we are going on lockdown from Thursday, this is where you need to be at, where you're going to have all of your Arsenal banter in the virtual pub. And that's where we're at. So, Gav, we need to start this off by talking about the most important thing. What beer are you drinking? I'm going for a ching chow. Oh, uh, see, I'm going to get completely slaughtered for this, right? But indoors, I drink mainly Fosters because when I start drinking the Italian exports that I like, it just costs too much money. So indoors, I'm just on the Fosters, mate. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I don't mind Fosters, actually. I'll probably get pasting like you, but I don't mind an occasional Fosters. It's, it's an easy drink, isn't it? It's an easy, it's a cheap drink. Nice, nice one to have. Oh, exa exactly. Do you know what I mean, there's, there's no point in like, there's, there's too many beer snobs and out there. Do you know what yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, but there you go. But who cares, mate? We've just won one nil <laughs> at, at, at Old Trafford. Right. And to be honest, let's be honest, Chris, we deserved that, mate, didn't we? We did. We certainly did. I tell you what, we've already got some people that have joined us on Facebook. We've already got some people that have joined us on um, Periscope and Twitter. You can find us. We're live on YouTube as well. Steve Heath, big shout out to you. Mike Dean gives us a penalty at Old Trafford. Can 2020 <laughs> get any weirder? I think I tweeted the same sort of thing. It's like, Mike Dean, penalty, Old Trafford, and we're not the ones moaning about it. Like, What is this? What is this weird hybrid world that we've found ourselves in? It's almost like opposite world, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I mean, all the jokes today and even my little competition that I run on Twitter was all about what minute Man United are going to get a penalty. But let's be honest, they didn't even get in our box to much to even like think about giving them a penalty. And if we go to the goal, I mean, we might as well go to the goal straight away. Yeah, let's it do it. It was a penalty. It was a penalty. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't, there's, there's no moans, there's no whinges, there's no nothing. You didn't need VAR. It was a blatant stonewall penalty. Yeah, of course. Of course. And, um, you know, the ball comes across. And Bellerin was very clever, actually. And Pogba, this is where you get... This is where we've seen it enough from Arsenal for Arsenal players, haven't we, over time. Oh. You've got a ball coming across and you've got a player that just gets in front. And Bellerin was very clever there because he just... He nips in in front and then Pogba... You know, if it's a defender, they do that, put their hands up and then kind of just think, you know what? Uh, you know what am I doing? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jockey them. But Pogba, midfielder, creative midfielder, puts his puts his foot out. No real questions. VAR didn't even give it half of a look. Uh, Mike Dean. I mean, I'm surprised Mike Dean didn't do the really sad Mike Dean face, recognizing that he had to give us a penalty. But ultimately, <laughs> it was it was what we deserved, wasn't it? So let's let's rewind it, yeah. mate. Talk cool. to me about. Let's talk about from right from the start of the game. And I'm gonna hold my hands up here. On our WhatsApp back channels on the Gunnerstown pub, um, a shout out to Paul. You, you, you weren't, Vincent, you weren't too positive, were you, Chris? Let's be honest. Well, you weren't wasn't. too positive certainly when wasn't. you saw the lineup. Myself and um, uh, Warren was. Um, we are not fans of um, players like Elneny. Certainly, I'm not a fan of Lacazette. I mean, I'm going to get to Lacazette. I don't think he had a good game. Um, but yeah. I saw that lineup and I thought, you know, you've got the pace of Marshall. Sorry, Marshall. You've got the pace of Rashford. Rashford. You've got the pace of Greenwood. You've got that diamond, which worked for them so well um, against Leipzig. I genuinely thought that we would be in trouble here. 
But that was, I've got to be honest, that's one of the worst Man United performances I think I've seen at Old Trafford. Ooh, depends how far you want to go back, really, doesn't it? But like I say, I mean, the, I didn't really make too much comment, as you saw, like I say, with yourselves or with, with my mates or with on, on the old social media about the starting lineup. Uh, I tend not to, to be honest with you, but I tell you, I got it right. We've got to, you've got to throw your hands up in the air and say that uh, the midfield partnership of Partey and El Nene was probably the best midfield partnership I've seen for a bloody long time. Yeah, it really so, worked. Do you know and what I mean? It, yeah. It really worked. The El Nene, I mean, that's, I think even, again, going back to the back channels, even um, even myself and Woz were saying that's his, El Nene, that was his best game in an Arsenal shirt, arguably, because what amazed me and what I really loved, progressive passing of the ball. How many times have we actually seen Mo El Nene pick the ball up, look up and play a forward pass? It basically never happens. Mm. But I wonder, I'm going to put this to you, mate. Do you think that Arteta, his faith in him, is only now starting to come to fruition as to the potential of footballer that El Nene could be? I mean, if, if we get more forward passing, some of the progressive stuff that we saw from him, you know, you're almost looking at Xhaka and Ceballos and saying, lads, you're Europa League second fiddle. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Uh, Arteta's obviously seen something in training and he's been he's been very loyal to El Nene this season, to be honest with you. I mean, he's got lots of game time. And I just think that El Nene even though he's probably not one of the most talented midfielders that we've ever had at Arsenal, I think he's got a football brain. And I think he's buying in, he's bought into Arteta. He's come back. Arteta's gave him a clean sheet, right? And he's been doing the business in training, obviously, right? But I think he's one of these football players. He's got a bit of a brain on him. So Absolutely. he's actually taken in the instructions that Arteta's given him. So, yeah. because he's listening and taking in the instructions, he's getting the game time. And I thought it was a perfect pairing today. I mean, if you think at some points they were up against three or four Man United midfielders down the middle, right? And it was us, especially in the first half, who were playing in their half. I mean, what can you say to that? Do you know what I mean? It was a perfect game plan and the perfect players on the pitch. It was perfect execution. We was, was unlucky, wasn't we, first half? Yeah, so I, say, I mean, I we, how many chances did we have, Chris? Three, four? Well, I'm, I'm, look, I've got the stats up here. So the entire game, United had eight shots. We had seven. Um, so still a little bit sort of shot, shot shy. Two, two on in terms of shots on goal. And we, United had a bit more possession. But I think most of their possession came after that they scored their goal, which you'd expect, really, wouldn't you? You know, if we were behind yeah. at the Emirates, then you'd expect us to boss it with most possession. But we didn't really look massively, massively troubled, I didn't think. Um, but you're right, that midfield party, I mean, we didn't see it against Leicester because they almost completely bypassed him, didn't they? I'm sure yeah. you, um, was and Mike will do many sort of tactics pods as we as we go on, talking about the way in which we set up the midfield. But... I don't know about you, but when I was watching that game against Leicester, and again, lots of other podcasts have talked about this as well, we just seem to ignore party. But today, he was the main man. And he's just, I feel like he's never going to lose the ball when he gets it. He's just brilliant. No. Every time he got the ball, I thought, yeah, he's, he's, he's 
got it. You know, no one's getting it off him. It was brilliant. Yeah, no, I, th- I think the difference between Partey between t- today and the Leicester game was he was looking at getting forwards a lot more when he had the ball and he was looking at getting the ball in more forwards posi- forward positions and retaining mm-hmm. the ball in more forward positions. Uh, I think, if anything, Arteta was probably a little bit surprised by the first half because yeah. Ole, Ole, Ole set that up, set that up to really go at us. Ole set that team up yep. to go at us from the start and, in fairness, we turned the tables on them. We did. So we did. It, it, do you know what I mean, I mean that. I mean, you, you could tell. I mean, he set up, set up a diamond. He set up like you know four up front. He's setting up to you know have a you know make sure that we're not playing the ball out nicely from the back. And to be fair, it completely backfired on on Ole today. Yeah. And it completely went Arteta's way. But I don't like I say again. I'm not sure whether Arteta actually set out to plan that. I'm not sure whether he set us up to counter attack, but. Which is yeah, that, down I mean, to the that, players, that, isn't it? And the, the players did the job today, Chris. You got you got to put your you got to throw your hands up. Say the players did their bloody job today. Every single fucking one of them. Yeah. Well, can I can I just I'm going to get this out of the way now. Um, mm. I'm not sure Lacazette did his job. Every time the ball comes to him, it's rebounding off of him. His 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 ability, his hold up play is 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 rubbish. His you know he, his one good bit was. He picks up the ball and he just pushed, you know, the Aubameyang chance where he's just sort of floated it past the post. I think it was about yeah. 10 minutes before he scored. I thought that was Aubameyang probably should have put that way or at least hit the target. And like I said, did well to, you know, feed him the ball. But apart from that, I think we're getting to the stage where we need to start looking at his contribution because it doesn't add pace. Like the one thing that I was worried about before the game is I thought that United would come to us. We would sit deep and then try and spring a counter like the old rope yeah. dope um, yep. But that never really happened because we sort of pressed them higher. Like as soon as they played balls from their defence to their midfield, there was an Arsenal player, whether it's Tierney, whether it's Party, whether it's Elneny, whether it's Gabriel at times, who, who, by the way, absolutely immense. I mean, a quick shout out here to oh, uh, Julian, Julian Gibbons oh. on, on Facebook. Quick shout out to good Julian Gibbons on Facebook who said that, you know, Gabriel, man of the match. And I put something on the on the live feed saying, you know, who was the man of the match? I've got. Um, Julian and also uh, Gambino Snitch also saying, you know, Gabriel Mananas. He was immense, wasn't he? Talk to me about Gabriel, mate. Oh, oh superb. Uh, absolutely superb. And the thing was, I mean, even once he got the booking, uh, and like I say, I know he'd done one dodgy tackle. I think it was around 75, 80 minutes around that sort of mark. Uh, he, he knew what he was doing. He, he was getting his head on things. I mean, I thought the whole defence was absolutely brilliant today. I thought oh, they yeah. was good going forwards. They were good pressing. Bellerin, Tyranny done a superb job today, as they have been all season, let's be honest. But like I say, Gabriel. And you can't really escape holding as well. I mean, I, yeah, I thought holding... Yeah, I don't... I'm not a big fan of his long ball distribution, but I thought he was, mm. that was Steve Bold-esque and not just because of his receding hairline. Like, mm. it was very Steve Bold-esque. Sorry, mate, go on, I interrupted. Yeah. Yeah, but like I say, I mean, if we're if we're going to go back to uh, to Lacazette, uh, he was unlucky with one. He had a swing at one, and it got a deflection before it came to him. And he was grabbing the ball and chasing back uh, on the halfway line, uh, which where I don't particularly want to see him. And he was chasing high. So when you're looking at the high press that we did, especially in the first half. I think it's a little bit 
how can I put it? I'm trying to put it nicely, Chris, because I like you. I think it's a little bit rude to be slagging off Lacazette for uh, his I contribution know, when when just, when he was like I say oh. he, he's the, when 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 there's a high press and when we're doing the high press, which worked, you know, it worked high, it worked well in the first half, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, okay, right. Lacazette is the key man in the high press because he's the man in the middle. So as much as you and and my good friend was the was the was right? Want to have a dig at him? I just thought he does. A, I just think he does a good job at that, and he does a good job at trying to hold the ball up uh, mm-hmm. when we're breaking as well. So, yeah, I want to see him. I, I want to see a striker get. You know, I want to see a, a number nine that's going to get twenty goals, twenty five goals a season. But he's doing a job, and we done the job yeah. in the first half, mate, didn't we? Come on. Yep. We did, but I tell you what, we're just going to have to just agree to disagree because yeah, I, uh, in, in 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 absolute sort of um, recognition of the efforts that you put in, um, I went full sort of notepad on uh, on some of the bits, and I've got yeah, go at on. least six times in which Lacazette the ball's played to him, and he either loses possession, falls over, complains, the ball just rebounds. You know, it's I just don't think it works. Now, what I will say. In defence, what I will say is that sometimes if that ball gets pushed up to Ober, he probably does the same thing. He probably doesn't, you know, um, you know, have a touch and then um, and then beat a man. That's just not who he is. Because uh, Aubameyang is somebody who's better out of possession, if that makes sense. Like the the archetypal well, situation he, he we want to be in is, is the likes where Bellerin, yeah, or. The likes where Bellerin or Tierney are getting in behind the fullbacks, and then you've got Aubameyang racing in, beating the um, beating the defender. So think about the rapid mm. Vienna goal. So um, yeah. you know the likes of um, Bellerin getting in behind and then cutting back to Aubameyang. That's where we want Aubameyang, but we're not going to have Aubameyang. You know, p- balls being pinged into him with a defender right on his back, like Maguire, where he's going to control it, mm-hmm. like the Giroud wall pass type stuff that we used to see. Giroud was brilliant yeah. at hold up play. You know, it wasn't it wasn't anywhere near the level of Aubameyang in terms of finishing. He was frustrating as hell, but you knew that if the ball's going to be pinged up to Giroud, he will hold it up. I just don't see that in Lacazette. So I think with you and I, I mean, I take it as a team performance. Do you know what I mean? And as a team performance, especially in the first half, we completely dominated them in first half. We completely dominated the first half. And like I say, up until and indeed after we scored the goal, we probably had the better of the second half as well. And yeah, it was down. It was down to a certain performance. And you don't know what I'd technically saying to him. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. if I had any criticism from any player in the first half, it would actually be William, because I thought William's balls. And the possession he got, his final ball was absolutely awful in the first half. I think we could have probably scored one or two more, one or two in the first half, if Williams, you know, distribution in the first half would have been better. He's literally the only person that I've got any any form of criticism about a fabulous win at Old Trafford. 
Yeah. Do you know what? I'll make you absolutely right, mate. Again, I'm going to refer to my um, really geeky go, bits of notes. Go to your notes. So let me, I'm just going to reel these off quickly. Four minutes. Poor from William to lose possession um, on four minutes as well. Ball into William, promising build up, loses it in the final third. Six minutes. William, poor corner from front touch. Bearing in mind, people were going mental at Pepe um, in the Dundalk game for putting a poor corner in. I saw three or four oh. from William there. Um, yeah. You know, 12 minutes. William gives the ball away. Um, what else we got? Uh, William, uh, to be fair, 38 minutes was probably his best bit, which was um, ball into Aubameyang, a little touchback, and then he's had a shot. It just clips the top of the bar. So maybe a bit unlucky, yeah. but someone of his oh. quality, you probably expect him to be scoring that, don't you? Or am I being a bit harsh? Uh, well, I mean, if we want to compare players, right, if Pepe had that chance, do you think he would have scored? Uh, yes, hundred percent. It's on his. To be fair, if the ball presents itself there, Pepe's left-footed, so he's going to be putting that away, and he's got a very good finish on him. Um, mm. But yeah, um, I, I think mean, Pepe I say that. I mean, but again, I mean, we're, we're being highly, highly critical of one player who done a job, and again, we won one nil at fucking Old Trafford. Yeah, and <laughs> let's mean? also so, put this. Let, go on. Let's put this in context, though, because we how many games is it? 26. It's something ridiculous. You know, we haven't beaten Man United since 2006. It feels like even terrible United teams like under Moyes or the Van Gaal teams, you know, we've gone up there thinking, actually, this team's no great shakes. And they've ended up getting a draw or beating us. But today, I think, it I just think, felt I think like it's, Arteta, he just knows yeah. Arteta is a tactically good manager he's a structurally good manager but also mm. i think he just he's just better than solskjaer he just knows he, he, this sort of game was we can say this in hindsight this sort of game was absolutely absolutely tailor-made for arteta to do a bit of a a mind f-u-c-k on uh on on solskjaer because solskjaer is one of these come on lads you know spirit of manchester type but arteta's yeah. a tactician yeah no i mean it I mean, I, I think it's something like the last four or five games now, we haven't actually lost to Man United. Uh, I think mm. it was two wins and two draws out of the last four or whatever. Someone will correct me, I'm sure. But I'm not overly saying, look, we've got better players than Man United. But when I looked at the Man United team, I'm not looking at the team of... 99 and the team of the early 2000s who were actually really, really good. I don't think Man United are, are anywhere near that sort of level. That, that Well, they're not anywhere near that sort of level. And no, of the fact that we can go up there, I mean, dominate 75% of the game, come yeah. away with a 1 0 win, you, you, you just can't complain. And I, you just can't see them really if they carry on in that sort of form, you can't see them finishing above us in the table this year. No, it's a weird season though, isn't it? Because like we lost to Leicester last week, you know, Aston Villa um, had an absolutely brilliant start and then beat, and then Southampton gave them a good pasting today. Although I know the final score was four, three, you know, we've been unlucky against Man City. You know, we've all asked us, everyone's been spent. There's been a lot of navel gazing around the result. Um, against Man City, against Liverpool. And I think a lot of us, when we then had the Leicester thing, like I don't know about you, but the Leicester thing hit me. It hit me hard because mm. I thought to myself, 
you know, they weren't amazing. They sat back and just sucker punched us. How many more teams are going to do that? And I wasn't sure about the team selection that Arteta made. And then I saw this today and I wasn't about the team selection. The amazing thing that results like today do is now I'm absolutely buzzing. I'm looking at Mulder next on Thursday and thinking, you know, Arteta can rotate. I've got faith the guy's going to do it. You know, you go, we've got Aston Villa at the weekend. Um, you know, I, I've gone from Leicester, you, you start to question these things, to this is this is an absolutely brilliant result. And the morale, <laughs> the morale of the team, like they'll be buzzing tomorrow or on uh, Tuesday when they take to the training pitch, won't they? And the other thing is, you've, what you've got to bear in mind is the fact that we've had some absolutely horrendous uh, away fixtures to start the season. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We, we've, we've, we're now going into the rest of the season having been at Old Trafford, been at Main Road or whatever they want to bloody call it now in Manchester, right? and been at Liverpool. Right? So we've probably got the three hardest away games out of the way. That, that's out the system. Do you know what I mean? So we've, we've now got to sort of like have the rest of the season. And you're right. And I saw a... Uh, I, I saw a very, interview, a very, very good interview with Arteta this morning. And he was saying that we've gone from a team that people think they're going to come and roll us over to a team that now people are, are worried and people are now going to block up against us. So it's now down to us. And he said, it's now down to me in training to make sure the players are more pushful going forwards are more braver going forwards, more less scared to make mistakes when we're going forwards. And it was it was only like a two-minute interview, but the way he said and the way he come out with that Arsenal were back to being a team that other teams are worried about, I thought was a huge thing. And I think he's only just sort of realised now that teams like Leicester, who have finished above us, what, two or three times out in the last three or four years. Yeah. They're now at the yeah. point where they want to block up against us. So, it, you know, it, it, it can be more adventurous. Yeah, it can. Um, I think you're right. And I think also, like, I need to temper. This is one of those things, isn't it? Like, I'm now in the, the, like, the post-match euphoria of a big win, a morale-boosting win. And this time last week, well, not this time last week, because we played Leicester, obviously, in the evening kickoff, which, by the way, absolute farce, pay-per-view, the fact that they're continuing that. Let's not go down that rant, but I think you and I are both on this. I think most football fans are both on the same page now. Um, just Here a public are. service announcement. Um, Sky, BT, broadcasters, bin this off as quickly as possible, please. Fans don't want it. You know, we already spend a fortune as it is uh, to watch our football teams. You're just going to drive people to illegal streams, find an alternative. This doesn't work. But anyway, um, we move on from that. Like last week, I was so down. This week, I'm so elated. And there's somewhere in the, it feels like it's, we need to be somewhere in the middle, don't we? Because Arteta is, he's moving us along in this journey and we're going in the right direction, I think. Yeah, well, no, we are. Uh, I mean, I, I was more frustrated with regards to sort of some of the refereeing decisions last week as mm. I might say about yeah, anything else, shocking. to be fair. Uh, but you can't, you can't, nobody can say, well, apart from that rat from Blackburn who thinks he, you know, people 
who pretends to be an arse supporter just to wind arse supporters up. Nobody can say that Arteta isn't doing a good job. I mean, we, we know we've got players there that we would like to see better and we've seen better over the last 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years. We, you know, we, we know there's players there that really need sort of removing and we really need better in their position. But he's getting the best out of everybody. I mean, you think El Nini was on loan last year mm. and Not he's come of... back. And like I say, mm. I mean, it, if if I had to name my like the three best players today, El Nini would be one of those three. So yeah, well let's do that. Then. Doing something so, right. so, mate, can you do that then for me? You do yours, and then I'll do mine. And again, um, just to chuck one in, um, Matthew Leach on uh, um, Facebook has uh, given us a shout out on Party Manor Match. Uh, we've also had. I'm going to give some shout outs now. Let's talk about. Uh, do, 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 do. We had oh, there's too many people that are commenting stuff. Uh, people saying on any man of the match. I mean, it's it's, it's not a bad shout. Again, as I said earlier, Gambino, Sitch, and Julie uh, Gibbons saying that um, Gabriel was man. Of the match. Give me your three players. You've only got three to pick out. Go for it. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're really putting this on me, Chris. Yeah. Do you want do you me to do mine? Huh? No, 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 I'll do, I'll do mine. It was uh, uh, it was Gabs, El Nenny and Pai. Yeah. And it was basically... I mean, I... Yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah, Gab, Gabs, I... El Nenny and Pai for me. That's why you wanted to get in there before me, wasn't it? Because that's the three I was going to choose. Certainly, Partey, mm. what I love about Partey is that, as I said, he's just so composed on the ball. I don't feel like when he gets the ball, we're going to lose it. Um. It feels like he's strong. He's physical. You know, he gets the ball and he sees upon some of the little balls. Like there's little things like he's in close confined space with the player. And even if the player's sort of closing their legs so they don't get nutmegged, he just sort of flicks the ball over them, like over their knee or something. Mm. He's, it's quite, he's quite a, an impressive footballer. And we need to see more of that. Question for you, though. Because I think somebody cool. also said it on the uh, the Facebook. Um, because we need to look forward. Because we're not going to play... Um, teams like Man United away where the emphasis is on them on defense, to come yeah. forward and therefore we can spear yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to away games where teams are gonna say all right you break us down even though we're at home do would you play um a three in midfield would do you think we should be sticking to this three at the back or moving to the four at the back it's tricky the thing is it is at the moment even though we didn't have that greatest shakes against Leicester and we lost to Liverpool and Man City. That kind of formation is kind of working for us. And the fact that if you increase that three to a five, most people would would have tyranny and Bellerin in there. So mm. the fact that we've got them two bombing forwards and them two are very consistent at the moment. Uh both in defence and in attack. If we went back to you know, a solid back four at the back, that would probably hinder them going forwards. But again, mm. you, 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 Arteta must and he needs to learn very, very quickly uh, where to change the team and the team formation and the team lineup. Uh, against teams that are going to sit back and block against us. And again, 
going back to the Arteta interview that I spoke about earlier, it is literally down to the fact that teams are now scared of us. Teams mm. are, are blocking up and sitting back and putting eight, eight or nine behind the ball because they're scared of what we're going to do to them. So it's a compliment yeah. in that respect. Uh, but again, even, even today, I thought El Nini done his fair share of balls going forwards, balls spreading wide. Partey done the same, balls going forward, balls spreading wide. And the fact that we've got someone like Ceballos and someone like Xhaka sitting on the bench, well, it's good. It's good. It, it, it's good. It, 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 it's rotation. It's, it's, it's what we need. We need a squad. We're I mean? going to get injuries. Of course, yeah. Yeah, we're feeling good. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, I am feeling good at this. So let's look ahead. So we're on sort of 28 minutes and normally we do about 30 minutes for this virtual pub. Again, like I'm reiterating to everybody, please stick stuff in the comments, join us more regularly. We'll try and involve everyone as much as possible because this is a virtual pub. You know, we're stuck at home for the next month, certainly <laughs> for the month of November. Mm. So we need each other we need the catharsis of um of arsenal fellow arsenal fans and join us on facebook join us on twitter uh, through periscope and also join us through uh, youtube make sure that you follow us on the um gunnerstown link as well because we'll we're going to be uh, post-matching for all of these and then also um gav and was and mike do a fantastic tactics pod like genuinely getting into some of the details of it but um Looking ahead then, mate, as we are sort of coming towards the end of our uh, our virtual pub, mainly because I'm running out of uh, my ting tao and I'm going to need to go downstairs and cook some food for my wife in a minute and you're going to need to have your ruby. Um, Moulder at home and then Villa away. General thoughts as to where you think Arteta goes with the team. Does he go strong against Moulder uh, on Thursday and then... Or does he rotate massively and then we see if we can get Villa an absolute pace? Because let's be honest, Villa are probably going to try and sit deep like the likes of Sheffield United and stuff like that. And they have pace like Grealish and Barkley to counter. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Mulder is away, yeah? Yeah. No, it's a home. Two home games. Huh? Two home games. Oh, Mulder's at home? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you, you just... When you're not planning on going games, you kind of lose track on whether we're home or away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's, it's really weird because you're not planning on doing anything, so you, you kind of lose track of it all. Uh, to be honest, it's a weird one because, obviously, if we if we beat Mulder, it's nine points in the group and it's job done. So yeah, exactly. I would you almost expect to sim- the game. Uh he can rest players so, then for the following games, can't he? So, yeah, it's. I would think a, a similar sort of lineup to what we did against uh, Dundalk, to be fair, and a sim- and probably a similar sort of bench just for a little bit of security. I certainly think that uh, Leno will be uh, keeping his bum warm uh, that yeah. game, and then for Villa, uh, like you say, it, it, you know what. I, I almost hate to admit this, Chris, right? And this is like a bit sad of me saying I like Barkley and Grealish. Me too. I like them. Grealish would be an absolute I, I like beast in our team. I like them. I like their work rate. I like their aggression. Uh, I like their the fact that they've got a bit of finishing about them. They've got a little bit of class about them. They're almost like 
an almost decent Jack Wiltshire at Jack Wiltshire's prime. Mm. And I, I, I kind of like players like that. And, it, and then if you go back, if you want to go back a little bit further, I'm sure the older boys will sort of say there's almost a, like a little bit about Liam Brady about them. Uh, do you know what I mean? They, they've, they've got they've got the touch and they've got a little bit of class about them and they've got a little bit of bite in there as well. So it's going to be tricky. And for that, I would like to see us block the midfield up or or, or even bypass it. Yeah. So it, it's a, it's a weird one. I mean, I mean. Obviously, you're agreeing with me that we're going to have the same similar sort of lineup uh, against Mulder as we did against Dundalk, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So I think who, it'll be. Who, um, well, actually, I think he's, he might go a bit stronger, actually, to be fair. And um, Arnie Arnson uh, on Facebook has said, has said Runison will play against Mulder. I think he will. He'll want to close it off so i've got a feeling it'll be the likes of leno in goal because the thing is once you've secured the thing you can you can play all the kids can't you but it'll probably rotate a little bit but we do need to be mindful of this because we need to start getting some results it's been a bit stuttery hasn't it you know we've had vic we've had defeat against liverpool win against sheffield united defeat to man city we've beaten we've lost to leicester we've beaten united now we need to get a run of five or six games and our next few premier league games are a villa at home leads away wolves at home uh not sure who's after that then we've got so yeah we've got tottenham away then on 5th of december so we need to go into that game again i'm, I'm projecting a little bit we need to go into that game really on a good run of form so i do wonder if we want to get the group sewn up by by rotating a bit but ultimately tonight it's been a lovely night. You're going to have your ruby. I'm going to have my uh, steak and ale pie. Um, cool. We have. I've thoroughly enjoyed, as usual, the virtual pub. Thank you to everybody who's put stuff on the uh, comment comments too, because it's really, really good to actually share this with everybody. Because I, that, that's the bit that I love. It's you know I miss going to the football, and I miss not just being yeah, in a little circle that. of mates and and talking about the result, whether it's catharsis because we've lost or whether it's jubilation because we've won absolutely love it absolutely love it so mate thank you very very much um i'm sure we're going to talk again um thank you everyone else for joining us and um hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, make sure you subscribe to us um you know to on our podcast um and hopefully we see you again next time gav thanks sir oh one nil to the arsenal to the arsenal Take care of yourself, mate. I'll speak to you later in the week, all right? It's like I say, yes. it's, it's just what it is. You you know, we've, we've highlighted a few bad things, which, like I say, we will We're do, all fans it. will do, but we've just won one nil, mate. And if we was, if we was up there now, we would uh, be walking off to the, uh, the train station or the, uh, the nearest Irish bar like Arsenal fans love and uh, yep. we'd be very happy so and hopefully everybody will be happy tomorrow and wherever a good Monday despite the uh, the lockdowns do you know what I mean let's, let's just get on with it and support things Indeed. we love Indeed, like join us on the Thursday night. So we're all going into lockdown on Thursday, but you know what? We've got Mulder at home. Hopefully, um, the lads can you can join the lads on Thursday night, um, and we can uh, we can all be celebrating another win up the Arsenal. See you next time. Up the Arsenal.